Hello, 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 and welcome to season six, episode two of the Black Women Working Podcast. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hi. Oh. <laughs> How are we? I'm fine. Good, good. Good, good, good. good. So, um, just for our new listeners, this is the Black Women Working Podcast. And if you are not following us on our social media, please do using the at BWW Podcast UK via Twitter and Instagram. You can see all of our previous activity and future upcomings on our website, which is www.blackwomenworking.com. And of course, if you have any suggestions, commentary or situations that you want to bring to our platform, you can email us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And today we are talking about career change. And when we brought this to the table, I know that we discussed, you know, we've spoken about side hustles on our Instagram lives. We've spoken about... um, the pivot how you use your transferable skills so I wanted to take a slightly different angle today um in sort of looking at some of the more emotional ties that we have to our career and why career change can be such a daunting thought but before we begin I'll throw out some stats so um according to a report by Indeed which is a recruitment agency in the UK they have said that the majority of people who they surveyed actually consider a career change at 39 years old. Um, Vera Wang, who we may know as a fashion designer, actually only entered fashion at the age of 40. And before that, she was a figure skater, a dancer and a journalist. I even know this. Um, 58% of people who take uh, a consider or go through a career change take a pay cut and I think that that's one of the major things that perhaps hold people back um and the report I I kind of felt it made sense like the report indicates that you know most people have children uh, around the age they said the average age of 27 uh the average age becoming a homeowner at 28 um and so in those times you're looking for security. So it is around 40, 10 years on from those major life changes that you start to think, I wanna do something else. Um, Amongst the reasons other than money, um, people talk about wanting to change organizations or career, I should say, uh, for growth opportunities, perhaps their values have changed. um, And it takes about 11 months they reckon indeed reckon it takes about 11 months to make that decision so I, I'm gonna throw it out there like first of all I'm gonna throw it off a little bit who here has had I'm gonna throw this off a dramatic change in their hairstyle all the time <laughs> Tolls, you've had a big chop I've done lots of different hairstyles I've shaved short I've done short back and sides I do all sorts of hairstyles all the time I'll be changing up regularly um I don't know if I'd call it dramatic though it's not like I've got bald or anything but yeah, but even if you went bald so what yeah exactly not that it would suit you I'm just saying uh, are you mad <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry, I'm choosing water. It's not been like 30 seconds. Can you imagine? Lowy, can you Lowy? Some would say violation. That's it. I've been out of order. No, I'm actually recording. You can't touch me, huh? Oh my God. (laughs) The the reason why. (laughs) By the way, I have had um, a big chop. We don't care. I change my hair on average and I've had these comments at work every six weeks between braids, chop, um, blowout. Then sometimes I just wash my hair, blow dry it and I get tired of my arms hurt. <laughs> so I just leave it. Cane rows. Yeah. Right now I've got ponytail. You've got to change it up on them. You don't know. Oh, that's looking very, I don't know. It's oh, looking just But yeah, so I, I'm sorry. I, I'm being a terrorist today. I apologize. I have changed my. Yeah, Chantel, what's your more, point more still? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what's I know. Point? This is an episode on here. That's season one, episode two. But uh, <laughs> my point is, um, hair, in, like as a, as an as a sort of analogy or metaphor, or whatever example, people are very much attached, and when you make that sort of change, it, it so for a lot of us. It, it takes a lot of work oh I'm gonna cut my hair the process but my point is we go through it and there's so many other aspects of our lives most aspects of our lives where we accept that there's going to be change you move house you change your you change your style change relationships and so I know some of the reasons but I do want to bring it to the conversation like what are our emotional attachments to our career and should they even exist you go on you you meet someone um usually within 10 to 20 minutes you ask them what they do well I know when you're dating people you ask them because obviously for reasons don't like told you say when you go on hinge or date people you don't ask them what their job is who said tolls was on hinge I never said that I'm just saying it was just That's a general it. thing. Just a general what? thing, like <laughs> you're not trying to destroy me today, honestly. Well, I'm well, actually, I point. understand what you're saying. I understand, you understand what you're what saying. saying. When you meet somebody or when you're meeting was, new people, you ask them, "What is their job? What do they do? What do they do for a living?" So yes, it is important. <laughs> yeah. So I say that. That's dry. Are those say... dry conversations you people are having? But... No, it's not dry. You need to know what they're doing on a nine to five. They spend majority of their time of the week there. So you need to know what they're doing. But what I'm trying to Rachel, say is... Rachel, practical of us. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you ask that question because your profession and what you do for work um, can sometimes be seen as part of who you are, your identity, what you spend your time doing. Yeah, exactly. Indicate so that's why I was using basically. that. So that's where the I feel like the emotional attachment comes from. I, I would say it's one level emotional attachment, but the way our society is set up, your profession sometimes is very much linked. I'm not saying it should be. I don't think it's right that it is. But very much linked to identity, how you see yourself and how other people see you in terms of your um, earning capacity, your intelligence. There's so many assumptions that are made about a person because of the profession that they have and the type of job that they do, regardless of what the salary actually is. So people might assume, for example, that an accountant is more intelligent than a plumber because a plumber does something physical and a canton sits at a desk, regardless of the fact that they probably could earn the same. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So there's yeah, so 100%. many perceptions we have around um, profession, which is why we do have a strong emotional attachment to it because it's ingrained in our identity. In our identity. That, that's what I mean. Sh- Sorry I'm going to do a, a me again and ask you what the original question was. 
She just said, do people Every have time. emotional attachment to their jobs? Oh, okay. Can I answer then? Cena's told needs to think about it. Let me answer. Go on then. Now, nah, you people are moving mad, man. Relax. <laughs> Sorry, you're getting um, the you're getting you're getting the fire today. You're the pepper in your bum. Go on, Rach. Um, what I would say is I feel as though people do tend to attach more to a job, especially if mm. they've done some type of qualification in it. Mm -hmm. If they've worked hard towards it, like maybe, for example, a doctor, they have to spend years mm. training and doing a lot of things to um, even like work experience, working for free to actually get to the place where they're able to practice as a doctor. So yes, mm. they're going to be attached to it emotionally because they spent so long dealing with it, years and years of studying and taking mm. time out of their life. And especially when some of their peers have probably moved on onto bigger jobs, earning big wages, able to do certain things, and they're still like stuck somewhere. So yeah, as a junior doctor, no, I've worked with doctors before and it's really hard to see, like they're, they're telling me I want to move forward with my life and they're still stuck there. So they, they, they do mm. have an attachment to it based on the fact that they've been studying for years and not just doctors other other um jobs as well they've got to spend years studying to get towards it so yeah that's what i would say yeah it's not easy and i feel like when you've done it so, for such a long time it's mm -hmm. hard to consider yourself ever doing something else it's yeah true. so the question shan asked was should um i don't think so overall um irrespective of how many years you've spent studying i can understand why that happens but i don't think you should because if for instance you suddenly can't do that anymore then do you know who you are outside of it and i think that's what a lot of people struggle and say they've attached their kind of hearts of self to a goal getting working towards in their career and they reach there and they suddenly realize that they don't feel as fulfilled as they thought they would feel for a lot of people that can be the point at um which they start to spiral and the existential crisis that all of us go through kind of take on a just a gargantuan kind of uh, presence in their minds and their a head what? gargantuan a gargantuan what? go and look it up in a dictionary fam. it it can be gargantuan you never heard of gargantuan but yeah, so, yeah. Sentence. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, so I don't think people should for that reason. And also, when you attach yourself too closely to your career, that's also sometimes how other people start to see you. So say if you're like a neurosurgeon and unfortunately you go through a drastic um, accident where your hand you can't use your hands like that anymore, like you yourself will struggle with your sense of identity but other people will as well if you if all you ever introduce yourself as is i'm a neurosurgeon and this is what i do we're more than what we do in so many different yeah so like i get that i everything we've said i think it's all very well saying well we're sat from the comfort of our seats like oh our jobs are our identity and you've worked really hard or whatever but and that's a fact, that's the truth. Like, I'm not even undermining that. But if, even if I think, like, from a personal perspective of someone who entered a profession knowing in my mind that I might not stay in that profession forever and now being at a stage over a decade in and feeling like, is this really where I'm at? Like, what happens next? I just think, like, the question... I know you told you said, no, we shouldn't be attached because anything can happen. But I don't know, like, I feel like, Aside from the practicalities, like potentially having to retrain, potentially having to take a pay cut, I just feel like we should dig a little deeper to like, what 
are the reservations about changing career. So Nats, you know, you've invested time in your law career. Rachel, in terms of careers, me as a teacher, tolls in tech. But if someone said to you, all right, today's the day you you get to change career, what's the sticking point? Or is it that just we that we actually love our careers and they are who we are? And that's what's hard. Or is it that, you know, I, I guess I'm being devil's advocate, perhaps asking leading questions. Is it a confidence thing? Is it an attachment thing? Like, why is changing careers so difficult? I think um, personally, I would say for me, if I was to change careers now, it would be that element of having to start at the bottom again after changing careers about two or three times already. So you're going back to the beginning and that potentially means taking a pay cut. Now, as you were saying before, becoming a house owner, what the average age is, what, 28? And becoming a parent, the average age is 27 or whatever the ages were. Um, that's the age I'm, I'm basically at. So I wouldn't want to be taking a pay cut currently right now. No, well, no one wants to, but um, taking a pay cut is just not, especially as living costs have gone up now and energy costs, all this, tri- uh, TFL are rising their prices again. Like, so to even get to work is going to be a problem. Like, no, nobody wants to be doing that. Not at all. So it's just the money that holds you back, Rach? No, and starting from the beginning, like having to start and start my training potentially in a new role from the beginning, that might be studying. So I might be like doing something like an apprenticeship. Apprenticeship wages are quite low and starting from the beginning is something that I just feel like, I feel like I'm past that now. I wouldn't want to do that, but I might have to do that, but I don't want to do it anymore. I've done it several times. It's not fun. I mean, I think for me, it's job security, like security in the sense of money and stuff like that, but also kind of like, if you leave and it doesn't work out, can you go back to what you were doing before? How does that work? Um, so like, can you just get off the, the carousel and then if it's not working for you, just jump back on? But um, also separately from that, I don't really have the issues that Rachel has about um, starting from the bottom because I like to, I actually like to learn. I prefer it. Um, I don't like when everyone's asking me to make decisions, I get stressed out. So it would be nice actually to be a junior and say, oh, I don't know how to fix this and give it to someone else that doesn't have responsibility. It's also good to learn new things. I think for me, the biggest thing is that what if it doesn't work out? And I mean, I have never really had a big career change. My only biggest career change to date was moving to practice a different area of law. Um, and that didn't work out. But obviously I got a, jo- a job and I was only in this law firm for like three months. But that was frigging emotional and stressful. That happened like in 2015. And I saw you would, the way I describe it, it's like it, it happened last week. So I think for me, the biggest thing about career change is will it work out? And if it doesn't work out immediately, will I have the personal resilience to still push through and to still pursue it. And I mean, if I could go back again, one of the things that I've always said is that I would have done something else before I did this, because I think a lot of the times we just get caught in a habit. Something is very familiar to us. We're uncomfortably comfortable. We don't like it. We know we're not 110% fulfilled, but I don't wanna go out into the jungle. I don't wanna be out on these poverty streets. So I'm just gonna hold it down. That's what I think anyway. 
I don't know. I'm still digging. I just think like in in essence. What about you? Things, what about you? Well, this is the thing. I'll let, let me. I'll just make this point. But I think like the essence of working on me in in all aspects of of my life or our lives there has to be an element of like you know that saying about um if you're scared like what if you fall but what if you fly and like trust having an element of trust and faith that things will go the way you need them to but also like what's the alternative so if you are stuck in a rut and you're finding that you're really unhappy or work is not fulfilling like are do like do those potential downfalls some of them are very real like taking a pay cut but do those potential downfalls outweigh how you spend the rest of your life because life is short but life is also long and so god willing I've got plenty more decades in me so I could say I've done this job for a long time but if I die at 90 bruh how many more careers could have come in my lifetime so I th- and I'm, that's not to say that I'm so heading to me like that's not to say that I'm confident and totally comfortable with the idea I think for potentially someone like myself like my degree is quite open it's still you know within social sciences however you want to gauge that in terms of the type of work that I do but it's not like I did a degree in teaching mm-hmm. so I can in terms of like flexing what my degree says flexing my tangible or transfer transferable skills I do have a level of confidence in that um but I just feel like if you want to do something you can make it work you just have to have that confidence confidence I just just believe Paul do you want to speak all right go on then Hello, hello, hello. Listen, are you not talking to the professional in just I was thinking that, things? you know. I was thinking that. Every day, chop up, new job, new job. No, actually, no, let's contextualise. Not every day, new job. My no, employer mean, might be listening. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I mean every few period of years, two to three years, every two to three years, new job. Not every it's every, it's every job is different, to be honest. That's what you mean. Mm. And it's so, it's so yes, the truth. I don't even I mean. know if I've had a... I don't even know if I've had a consistent career path like ever, really. Um, oh boy, if I could speak right now, but I can't even speak. But let me just say this for me, I mean, it's been an intrinsic part of my career journey, but also very recently, as in over the past three to four years, I've wanted to take kind of like a major shift and it hasn't been easy. I've always, even though I've somehow managed to go into completely different roles I've always found it a bit tough as well and I just always needed someone to kind of take a chance on me and have faith that I am capable so I think kind of some of the reservations people may have are really justified because it's not easy to do and you actually have to have a talent and a knack for being diverse in your skill set if you are not capable in that regard um, I'd kind of say stick to what you know or make sure you spend a little make sure if you're doing a career change that you're actually seriously committed to it and that you can withstand pressure uh, as Natalie has um, implied and you have the stamina for the challenges that will come your way because challenges will come boy and it's not easy like sometimes I've felt like I've been dangled just above the flames of hell (laughs) 
<laughs> to be quite honest with you. No, what? you know when the flame is just licking, licking the base of your foot. No, for real. For real, for real, for real. Like, that is genuinely what the process is like sometimes. And I say that as someone whose feedback has always been, oh, you've adapted to the situation quite well and just kind of hit the ground running but it's difficult it is difficult but again there's a long life to live god willing so also if you want to try something out just do it i always try lots of different things in professional life outside of that because we get one life one life so just do it and don't be afraid to fail like because if you have that fear within you and you know you can't withstand like risk you're not risk kind of you're very risk averse it's not really for you but um I would just say just do it just do it what, what's there to lose you fail so what failure sharpens I, th- I think that I think Natalie's point was also a point to make in terms of like what's there to lose so like for me in teaching there's always a teaching job bro uh, it, it's about the school that I've potentially left and maybe that I I love the school and you know you risk not being able to go back to something that was a good thing but I get again perhaps depending on whether or not you have a career that's set in a specific profession like being a lawyer like being a doctor like being a teacher as opposed to roles within in organizations and shifting there could be a difference but there's also value to it like I I started teaching about five four or five years after I graduated and worked um in other areas of the public sector and when I transitioned one I was like thank god I didn't do this straight after uni because there's no fun in some of these intense careers in terms of the hours and the demand um and for teaching you know I can only speak I can speak from a teaching perspective where the day is not yours lunchtime is not yours you don't get to choose when you have lunch and sometimes you don't get to choose what you do with your lunch and so I'm glad that I I somewhat took a career change but I don't even know if I consider it career change because it's all within the same field of working with young people and whatnot but also like on a really practical level there were certain things that I'm like you guys are so entrenched in your way of doing things you don't even realize the world that's outside there like the way you use spreadsheets the way you, you analyze data it's like you're doing this because this is how schools do it and there's actually a better way so I definitely see the merits but I just I can't ignore like just that idea as much as we can talk about practicalities okay have a plan and maybe study part-time whilst you're in your current job save up blah 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 there's still that stomach churning thing that happens when you're like oh my god I'm a I'm about to do something I want to do something different before you even consider if you're about to I'm there right now by the way it's, it gives it gives you anxiety like hearing you say it, it's giving me anxiety like thinking about the fact that you're gonna have to start interviewing again looking for jobs staying up late finishing job applications all of that is just and then potentially getting rejected because you never know if they're like okay you're changing careers you haven't got the experience we're looking for oh rejection that all of that is it's a no for me it's a no <laughs> Rachel staying on her lane no, it's a no for I me. Think maybe I've done it. Be Rachel's in LA for now, due to circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and I understand that. Um, yeah, sometimes there's the right time to do things, and sometimes there's a not right time to do things. 
sometimes because it just doesn't make sense in so many different contexts I just feel like because I'm considering a career change but I'm not going to put my business out on the streets I've been thinking about it for a long time and I just feel like sometimes it is good just to take time to marinate obviously there's a difference between marination and procrastination but the same way we season meat you have to season and develop ideas that's the way I see it so I feel like making a career change is a long thought process because one if you aren't happy you need to think about what you need to do right so now Rachel's like no I don't want no career change fun that no way macadamia and bunny but if you really sat there and thought I'm not happy and you took time and you really reflected you might figure out that you really do want to do something else and the fact that you're really pushed to do something you want to do might actually push you further to actually take those risks that you're talking about not wanting to take because it's just long I feel like it's not long when it's what you really really want to do but you're always going to see it as a long term if it's not what you really want to do that's very circular but I no I, I get it I, and I think you know like the the articles the article that I read had said it takes people about 11 months to in fact I don't know if they were certain about make the transition or make the decision that they're changing but there is something to be said that, that what happens in that in that 11 months in that marinating process because also you know whilst we're talking about career change it might not be about career change it might be about organizational change it might be about behavioral changes in terms of how you work or how you work with other people um some of the things that you want if you process like what you're not just unhappy there's different reasons for unhappiness so that could be about wanting to be paid more it could be that you want to be more creative but it might be that there's space to be creative where you are. You're just not utilizing it and you haven't had that open conversation about what your desires are in your current workplace. So I think some of the at some of the fear in terms of the unknown also lies in like, am I going to get the answers that I'm seeking? And in thinking about if you're going to get the answers that you're seeking, you also have to be certain about the problem that it is that you're trying to solve if that makes sense yeah definitely I agree with that um you've got to uh, this is what I tell my clients as well especially when they say to me you know oh, I want to change my career I'm thinking about moving to this and it might be really a, a, a large jump a lot different than the, what they were doing before I say to them what is the problem that you're actually having and why do you actually want to move because you might think that going there is going to help you, or you might think that doing this, going into this career might help you, but actually something else on this side might be good or something else on that side might be good. So it is definitely good to kind of ask yourself those questions to kind of gauge if what move you're going to make or what move you're thinking about making is actually going to help you in the long run, because sometimes it might and sometimes it might not. And then you're at a stage where you might be moving careers again. So you've got to kind of ask yourself those questions. I definitely think it's worth doing that. Mm, some interesting food for all. Um, I think, I think the, I think we came to the conclusion that like this was a conversation to bring to the table because, as we know, the last two years has brought so much change in so many different ways, not just on a, a physical, practical level in terms of how we work, 
but also just our emotions towards the work that we do and the intentions that we have for our lives in sort of being able to slow down, being able to look through things through a different lens. You know, we, we know 2020 being at home, people were people were pushing their passions because they could. And for everybody, not for everybody, for a lot of people, you know, passions remain hobbies because it's too scary. And there are a lot of layers, and we can, we're talking about it very simplistically, but there are a lot of layers to career changing um, besides the practical, but also just acknowledging that, yes, it is anxiety inducing and acknowledging that it is a big change. And considering a lot of us have made a lot of investment in terms of time, money, study to get to where we are, um, it's almost like you feel like you're turning your back on something that that has meant a lot but the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because it's just just to hold on to like feelings are not always real as I keep saying feelings not fact um and they can be managed and when you get that sort of if you get a feeling that's like I think I want to change career I just think listen I I think listen to it and it doesn't mean you're going to act on it straight away it doesn't mean you're going to come to the decision within 11 months it could take a lot longer but Mm -hmm. listen to it and and rather than running away because your stomach's doing butterflies figure out like how you can unpick that that's that's where I'm coming from yeah I agree I would say just I would say just continue to marinate and really assess if it is something that you you want but I would say if you know that you're unhappy or there's a particular thing that you want to do while you take the time to marinate, do the intentional and be like, look, if I know I want to bounce by this time next year or in 10 months time or six months time, I need to have at least as a bare minimum made decision because that's, and that decision can be a decision to stay where you are or decision to go. Um, Just that you're not procrastinating and just staying in a situation where you're not entirely fulfilled because you're afraid to do something else, if that makes sense. 100%. Rach, any final thoughts? Yeah, like obviously I personally, I'm not in a stage where I want to move careers at the moment, but it could happen further on down the line. And I think it's important if you're unhappy, you're not staying where you are. Being unhappy in a place that you're spending the majority of your working week is not really a good place to be at and it can really affect you mentally emotionally and all these things so i think it is important to kind of look into routes in which you can actually move on from that job role whether it be within the same company but doing something else or whether it be a complete change you're changing a completely what role you're doing a completely new company and all of that what i would suggest is things like looking into it things like job shadowing you can always see if if there's an option for you to job shadow that's quite good because it gives you a bit of insight into the role that you might be going into like research speak to people that are working within that field to kind of gauge what kind of job it is and how you'd be working to see if it is something that you are going to like or to see if it's something that might be still similar to what you're doing and you might not like it so you can kind of gauge where you're at with it i think it's really important to do all those things before you make a big step and you jump into the unknown agreed 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 um so career changes for 2022 we're on month two of the year 
So this time next year, potentially, there might be a number of our listeners who have, who, who are in the ma- marinade, marinate um, space as we speak. Um, and I hope this episode has been helpful. And I definitely look forward to hearing from anyone who has made quite a dramatic career change at whatever phase that is, you know, whether you're at uni and you've dropped out and taken a conversion course or or started again. I definitely have people in my life who've done that. Or if you're, as the stat says, you've got to 40 and you've passed a place of um, like that strong need for security and you're ready to make a change. Like I'd love to hear some of um, the career change stories from our listeners. But sadly, as always, a conversation can only go so far and we're coming to an end. So just to reiterate, you know, if this episode has captured you and you have something that you'd like to share with us, you can get us on the socials at bwwpodcasteuk via Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Until next time, ladies, take care. See ya.